Blog Talk Radio. Taking the time to listen to the Will Walker show. I mean, I'm sorry. Hello, and thank you for taking the time to listen to Will's take on sports. I am the host, Will Walker. And boy, yeah, that song there, that song there, it got me going, got me a little distracted. But anyway, I'm just like that song stated. I'm going to try to tell you something good um, in regards to what's, you know, what my thoughts are on the national title game, uh, the upcoming in. Season in the major leagues, and right now there's some things that's going on in the association that's pretty interesting. As we get towards the stretch run, I mean, we're getting towards the end, and we're getting ready to come up on the playoffs. Um, now the real fun starts in the NBA, and really that's really the real season. That's when the money is made. That's when superstars are also uh, become superstars. That's when stars become superstars, rather. All right. Also, I want to talk about. First, before I get, I'm going to before I get into the national title game and also talking about Major League Baseball. I want to take a quick glance. The Miami Heat lost again last night at home. The Heat are really struggling at home over the last couple of ball games. Um, last night they lost a four-point defeat last or a three-point defeat last night. Um, you know, this is the thing. The Heat have lost four or five games, and two of those, and, and, and some of these opponents they're playing against are just flat out more talented than the Heat. As f- much fun as the Heat are to watch this season, or let me just say, as gratifying, I don't, I want, I don't want to use the word fun. They're gratifying to watch because they, they work really hard. They play very good defense. Um, most of the time, they pay attention to detail. Um, if you listen to Spo, they do have their lapses. Uh, Eric Spoelstra, they do have their lapses from time to time. But last night was one of those situations where um, they, the other team is fighting for a playoff spot in their conference. Uh, the Nuggets are now, you know, ninth in their conference. Um, they're, they're knocking on the door for the AC in the Western Conference. So, you, that, you know, it wasn't going to be one of those games. It, sh- it, shouldn't, it, sh- it wasn't going to be an easy contest for the Miami Heat. Now, the game against New York, I'm a little bit, I'm not too happy about, not just because of playoff positioning, although I think they, I just don't want to see the Heat lose to the, to the New York Knicks. That's just how I feel about that. I'm not a big, I'm not a Nick, New York, not a, I don't care about anything as far as the New York Knicks. I really don't like that team. And that goes back to the rivalry that we had, um, that the Miami Heat had with them in the late 90s, uh, in the early, in the one season in 2000. But he, that's neither here nor there. Um, but I do want to say, you know, the Heat right now, they're trying to get to that playoff spot. Um, again, the, the losses they had in these four or five games, Damian Lillard and the um, Trailblazers came and they handled their, they, they came to town and Lillard just went absolutely berserk. He hit 49 points on the Heat. Then the Heat turned around and played against the Rosen and the Raptors. And I say the Rosen and the Raptors because basically that's really all they had in that ball game because Ibaka was out. He didn't play and uh, Lowry was inactive. So the Heat lost that, dropped that ball game. Then they dropped you know, another ball game 
not too long ago at home. And that and, and you know, it's one of those type of situations that the Knicks lost is it, unexplainable. I really don't understand how they lose to the Knicks on that night. The Knicks the Knicks are basically tanking. That that's basically what this is. I don't want to hear nothing about they looking at their younger players to see what they got in the future. Bull daggone bullshit. They're tanking to get better get get I don't want to hear nothing about the New York Knicks uh, trying to get a look at their younger players. That's bullshit. They're tanking. They're trying to get more ping pong balls. They had just beat the Heat. They beat beat the Knicks two days prior um, in Madison Square Garden. So they were in pretty good position, and it was opportunity to get to 500 and, and increase their playoff their their playoff positioning and their or their playoff seating, and it just didn't happen. And this is that's a disappointing loss to the to the Knicks. Losing to uh, teams that are fighting for playoff spots. That's not so much. And again, the Miami Heat's not winning anything this year. I mean, like I said, they play hard. They play very good defense, and most of the time they do pay attention to detail. But, you know, they have their lapses. But they're not an overly talented team. Let's just call that what it is. Um, again, it's Will's take on sports. But anyway, I like when people listen, and I like feedback. But one of the things that was mentioned to me is that I don't, although I, I, that I am a Florida-based podcast, I don't mention the magic much. Let me tell you what I think about the magic. have any take on the magic they're not good that's just that's just simple i mean i don't know i guess if they were you know if i was just concentrating solely on the magic that, that would matter but the magic are not good and that's nothing else nothing else to say about that i really don't um but i can talk about the rest of us uh the nba uh the warriors are just handling their business um they're getting stronger um and they're getting hot at the right time they're starting to play a little bit more uh, consistent basketball. Um, this little beef, and speaking of the Wizards, um, this little dust up about the Wizards being upset about they thought the Warriors ran up the score. Play better defense. That's my take. People, the bitching that these guys do to find little things to get upset about, it's just it's nothing. They ran up the score. Of course they ran up the score. The object of the game is to score more points than other teams. Um, that's the, that's the Western Conference. Um, in the Eastern Conference, I heard some very interesting. I, I, you know, I post a show on social media. Sometimes I stroll and read some of the comments that are made or some of the posts that are made in regards to sports. One of the things that intrigued me really is that this, there's some ridiculous notion that because the Cleveland Cavaliers are struggling over the last couple of ball games, that that now this is going to give the Raptors, the, the Celtics, and the Wizards. Um, a chance to be competitive in the Eastern Conference is going to make the playoff games more competitive. I even heard this one um, statement or one, yeah, one statement in regards to the playoffs that the, after the first round and everybody takes care, take, takes care of business, that from the second round on, Cleveland's going to have a challenge. I mean, they, they, nobody, they, 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 be, they may be pushed to seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals or the Eastern Conference Eastern Conference semifinals. That's the most craziest thing I've heard. That's that's not even spoken. That can't be spoken. And and, and when I comment on this, I'm saying if you're a realist with sports and you can be objective, you can root for your team and be objective. Like I know that the Miami Heat are a flawed ball club. I would love to see them make the playoffs, but I know they're a flawed ball club. I don't expect the Miami Heat to compete with 
you know, complete, compete with Cleveland in the first round. They'd be lucky if they get one game. I don't expect them to beat Boston. If Boston, you know, in the first round, I, I, if they get two games, that's an accomplishment. You know, the Wizards, Raptors, same thing. I, I just don't see the Heat beating this team. Maybe the Wizards, maybe, you know, but I still say they're more talented than the Miami Heat. Okay, that's me. The fan will of the Miami Heat saying that about my team. But some of you guys are just unrealistic. I understand you guys think, oh, you know, you, and I know there's that uh, really LeBron, for, that's acting under delusion to think that any of those Eastern Conference teams are going to prevent them from going back to the NBA Finals. That's just nuts. I don't even understand it. I mean, if you watch the game objectively, it's kind of hard to see the form number, number six. Uh, not make it to a seven straight finals. Um, so, I, I mean, the only way that can happen, honestly, and, and I'm, 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 I mean, really, the only, the only, if he gets hurt or that GPS and that doggone Kia doesn't get him to a, the arena in a crucial game seven or something, or uh, some or that road games or, or that road game spray that he's been um, spraying on his receding hairline, you know. I don't know, drips in his eyes and blinds him for a couple of weeks or something like that. I don't know. That's the only way I can't see them getting back if something happens to him. But speaking, and then I'm going to say something about him. And, um, and and speaking of the Cavaliers and the you know former number six and things, um, last night there was a little dust up or let's just say a little disagreement between um, the former number six and Thompson. Okay, well... Former number six, like I've seen him do so many times in the Miami Heat uniform, particularly picking on Mr. Rio, Mr. Mario Chalmers, decided he was going to call out my man Tristan Thompson. My man Tristan Thompson didn't like that too tight. He, he, he didn't take that too kindly, so there was a little couple of words exchanged and all these things. Now, later on, he apologized. This is why this is interesting to me. I don't remember seeing him apologize much to Chalmers when he basically used to just blast Chalmers, call Chalmers out. I mean, he treated Chalmers like a jit. And for those of you that don't know what a jit is, that's a Miami term for a young person. But anyway, Miami slang for it. That is a Miami slang for a young person. But he treated, he really treated Chalmers horribly. I'm interested in Chalmers hear him apologizing. You know, is LeBron a bully? Just picked on Mario? Never, I don't know. Maybe he apologized to Mario in the locker room. I don't know. Let me stop digging on, on, on the Formula number six and put my hater rate down. All right, let me get into the national championship game tonight. First, before I get into that, let me say congratulations to Don Stelly and her South Carolina Gamecocks in a game that was um, – I had a rooted interest because um, I wanted to see Don Stelly win her first championship. Um, I remember her as a player uh, in both the NCAA and, the, um, and in the WNBA. Um, I remember her, her, her playing career, and she, she's proven to be on the rise as a coach. Even saw her when she started at Temple, and then now she's really got South Carolina to one of the national powers, and she's now a national championship coach. So, you know, I had a little interest in watching that game, but do let me tell you, please let me tell you, that game was not easy to watch. There were so many of these things right here. It was hard to get a, a steady... Uh, for the, I guess, a consistent play, although the kid, Adrian Wilson, is a very good player. The other team, Mississippi State, played extremely hard. Um, obviously, they lacked the talent, but they had the heart. They, they, they do have heart, heart, and they play hard. Um, but there was 
clearly South Carolina was the more talented team, and they had the more they had the better player on the court, or the best player on the court in Aja Wilson. And uh, kudos to her; she stayed home and she stayed home um, in her home state and played at South Carolina. So kudos to that young lady. So congratulations to Don Staley again in her um, South Carolina Lady Game cards. All right, let me turn to the to the Final Four with the South Carolina men basketball team um, went up against Gonzaga um, and this was opposite of what the about the lady uh, game cost because the Bulldogs were definitely without a doubt they are definitely more talented Bulldogs were definitely overall more talented than um, South Carolina South Carolina really has a two-man team with Thornwell and um, PJ Dozier the kid Silva was a nice hustle kid and they got some other kids that are nice hustle kids but it's clearly the Gonzaga kids were, were clearly more talented, but gives again, just like I said about the Mississippi State, Mississippi State Lady Bulldogs, South Carolina uh, um, game, the South Carolina Gamecocks. They just kept fighting, they kept digging, and made a game of that thing. And it was, it was again another game that wasn't pretty to watch. These games wasn't pretty. These games were not. These games were not pretty to watch. I mean, honestly. Um, real tough, no ebb and flow. Um, Gonzaga is a talented ball club, but South Carolina, the, the way they can be competitive in the game is to make it ugly and play strong defense. And you know, that's how that's how that game was able to stay competitive. Unlike the last, unlike the next ball game after the, that Final Four matchup, Oregon and North Carolina was more skilled players on the floor. Uh, definitely more kids that are going to play on and play in the association was, but definitely th- th- there was more skill on the floor. I mean Brooks, Dorsey, uh, Jackson, um, and and Barry. So there was definitely more skill in the Oregon game, uh, Oregon and North Carolina game, than it was in the in the matchup between South Carolina and Gonzaga. Again, came down to North Carolina. And North Carolina came down to basically the last possession of the ball game, uh, key rebound by Kennedy Meek to uh, secure that victory and North Carolina moves on to the national championship game tonight. This is going to, now this matchup should be a lot better. I think you'll see more skill out there. I think it'll be highly contested between these two teams. The matchups in this ball game are really nice. There's some good matchups in this game. As you look at uh, Collins, Williams, uh, Collins, as you, there's some good matchups in this game. I mean, you look at Gonzaga's front line with the kid Collins and the Williams kid. There's some good matchups in this game. If you look at it, I mean, when you look at the front line of both teams, starting with Gonzaga, you look at the front line with the Collins, with Zach Collins, then you look at they got the kid Williams. I'm not even going to butcher uh, the pronunciation of the kid or the big kid's name on Gonzaga. But you go to Carolina's front line, you got Meeks. Hicks got has to play better. They also have May and then Jackson, uh, Justin Jackson. And then Justin Jackson with that smooth stroke. Okay, here we go. Getting started with the second half for this show. Earlier, you heard my take on in regards to the NBA playoffs, what I think about the national title game. Um, going to be interested to hear what this young man has to say. I want to welcome Tony to Will's take on sports. Tony, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good. How about you? And no complaints, man. I'm trying to stay dry. That's the number one thing. <laughs> stay dry. It's been some pretty hectic weather here in Tallahassee. Huh. 
right, let me get right into it. Um, earlier, I gave my thoughts in regards to uh, tonight's ball game um, with North Carolina and Gonzaga. I think it's a pretty evenly uh, even matchup between these two teams. I think North Carolina's going to win. I've taken North Carolina the entire tournament, so I'm going to keep riding with them. What is your thoughts on tonight's ball game? I'm going with Carolina. I believe they can do good tonight. Okay. Not a problem. You don't see um, – what do you think about Gonzaga's run this year? They've only lost one game. Um, what do you think about uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs? I think they, they're going to try to do good, but I don't think they're going to make that loss. So pretty much you – you looking at it as a Carolina blowout, or it's going to be a close game? A close game. Close game. All right. Oh, in in regards to, I know you're a Rays fan. Um, yesterday, the Rays opened up the season at home at the Trump. They beat the Yankees yesterday. Chris Archer pitched a pretty good game, and Longoria and Logan Morrison, former Marlin, went deep. What is your take on the Rays this upcoming season? If they can do what they did yesterday to the Yankees, they, they're going to do good this year. I predict 80 and 82 season. 80 and 82, even in the division with the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Orioles, and the Jays, you think they can come out with 80 wins out of that division? Yes. What is your What is your What makes you feel confident about them going 80 and 82? Because because uh, what happened yesterday. If they what? stay hot the whole season, they can do good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. Going to go with this and say that I think that the Rays are a team that um, I don't see them winning 80 games, but they do. I think they can, you know, build pieces for the future. They do have uh, Longoria and they do have Archer. They have pieces that they can probably trade away and get back some top level prospects. I think it would be good for the Rays to make make a deal, um, probably somewhere along along in the season to get top level prospects. You, I'm going to take it you don't agree with that notion. No. They could probably win the championship this year, if not next this year, next year. Who's going to win the championship? Either Rays versus Cubs. That's on open. You're blind. You're, you're one of these blind fans. <laughs> you can't be. Nothing wrong with believing. I'm going to have to disagree with you. Wow. So you, you think the Rays can actually take the division with 80 wins? You know, Boston won that division last year with 98 wins. But they didn't make it all. They didn't. You, you are correct. And they are, losing, um, they are losing David Ortiz. Let me give you what I think about this upcoming season in regards to the American League. I think um, in the AL East, I think the Red Sox will win. Um, in the AL Central, I think the um, Cleveland team um, will do well. I think they'll win that division. And I'm going to go with a surprise team in the West and go with the Mariners. And then with the two wild cards, I think they're both coming from the East and the Yankees and the Blue Jays. I'm really interested. I already know you think the Rays are going to get there. So you have them winning the playoffs or making it as a wild card? I mean, winning the division or making it as a wild card team? Wild card team play um, rest next year. Okay. That's interesting. All right, let me give you a quick take on the Florida Marlins right fast. The Marlins are a team that – they should be able to hit the ball. They got a, a pretty decent, solid lineup that can hit the ball. They do have um, Giancarlo Stanton. He doesn't hit for average, but he can he can damn sure hit home runs. I mean, we got to give him that. And then the young man Yelich, he showed last year that he, if he, I mean, if he stays on his improvement level, he could be a top level um, superstar in the major leagues. 
Um, the Marlins pitching is going to be suspect. They're still going to have problems with the pitching. Um, unfortunately, with the tragic death of um, Jose Fernandez, that left a big hole in the Marlins um, lineup. They did sign Edison Edison Volquez over the, in the offseason, but I still see that the Marlins pitching is suspect. I have the Marlins maybe finishing a little bit ahead of the Braves in the AL East. I actually have the Mets winning. I'm sorry, in the National League. In the National League East, I have the Mets winning. In the Central, I have the Cubs. And in the West, I'm going to go with the Dodgers and my two wildcard teams um, coming out of the National League. This year, I have the Nationals and the Giants. What do you think about the National League and your picks? The Marlins, I think they're going to do good because of what happened to that Jose kid. Mm-hmm. The Cubs, there's hope for them. The Dodgers, maybe. I'm iffy about, I'm iffy about the Giants. Okay. So you – so you say with the Cubs, you say there's hope for them. The Cubs are the defending champion, and they only lost Jose Reyes. Yeah, they're going to make it. They win again, maybe. Okay. That's really interesting. All right. So getting ready to turn our my attention towards the NBA and things that uh, the playoffs are getting ready to come up on us in a week or so. Um, I have the Warriors taking it all, um, getting um, getting back at the top, making it two out of the last three years that they will be the NBA champion. I want to hear what you think. Um, as a Heat, for me, as a Heat fan, anyone but Cleveland, I feel like the Celtics can be good. I said something earlier in my podcast in regards to people thinking that that Cleveland will be challenged this year. I'm not a Cleveland fan either. I'm, at, I'm definitely a um, team Petty in regards to former num- the former number six. Um, but I'm also a realist also. I don't see any team in the Eastern Conference challenging the Cavaliers. You seem to have a di- different thought process than that. I believe the Celtics can stop them. If they can't, then it's over. The Celtics. Okay, that's interesting. With Isaiah Thomas and uh, – Al Hawford in that game, uh, going against LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. Yes, in the conference championship. The conference championship. Four three Celtics, you saying? Yes. I'm a gambling man. Are you a gambling man? Depends. Depends. I was gonna say, would you like to bet on that? Would you like to bet on that? Not really, but I feel like Celtics can stop them. The Cavs but don't they San Antonio could probably stop them. Um, mostly either San Antonio could stop them or um, Houston. You don't even have the, so you're not you don't even have the Warriors coming out of the Western Conference. If not that, they're if not that they'll probably win it all. Okay. No one else could stop them. But they need Durant to do it. Interesting. So you basically the Warriors um, can only be derailed by uh, the San Antonio Spurs or the Houston Rockets, in your opinion. Yes, but with Durant, they'll make it. Without him, they're not going to make it all the way. That is interesting, Tony. That's, wow, you've definitely given me a different take. I been, I'm definitely not thinking along those lines. I just don't. I don't see anybody stopping the Warriors. And I know Durant, he should be back for the playoffs. But I just think this team is just. I just think it's the Warriors to lose basically this year. So. And I've said that all the way back when he made when he signed with them that it's it's the Warriors to lose. So 
But my friend, I want to thank you for taking the time, man, to chat with me and give me your thought process on in regards to um, uh, the Rays and the national title game, and also the end the upcoming NBA playoffs. I hope you nice. hope you're able to join me again sometime, man. And you have you have a good day and take it easy. You too, thanks. All right. Okay. All right, now let me turn my attention to a young man to be joining my show. Um, Tony, he's a he's a Tampa Bay Rays fan. 